Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show we talk about where we talk about all things going on in the world of movie news, video games, comic books, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. Now, I do want to address, I know we did not have a Zeke Said So Show last week. Um, that is because of a couple of a couple things. One, uh, I knew I was going to do an Oscars post-show on Sunday night, uh, this past Sunday night. So we didn't do it uh, for that reason, um, mainly because I wanted last week's show to be just about the Oscars. And I thought, why not just have it premiere on Sunday? That way we can talk about the Oscars after it happens. So that's one of the reasons why. The other reason is because um, I've just, I, I've been busy, been very, very, very busy uh, working a lot, and working at uh, my regular job, which by the way, guys, pays me money. So when you have a job that pays you money, you got to do what they tell you to do. Um, <laughs> uh, but I will say, you know, you guys, uh, you guys have really, uh, uh, missed the show and uh, and I appreciate that you guys have been uh, sending me messages as you know when is the Zeke Sensor show coming back um, but it's back it is back and uh, we're going to be talking about all things uh, movie news so let's let's not waste any time let's get right into it and we're going to discuss the, the movie news segment so this is basically how the show works guys we start off by taking three movie news topics breaking them down uh, in each uh, individual segment and then what we do is we go into the movie review segment where we review where I review any movie that I've seen um, uh, that I've seen recently. Um, and we got we got a big one with Mortal Kombat. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then at, in the latter half of the show, we just take your guys' Q&A questions. So we take your guys' Q&A questions. So let's go ahead and let's uh, let's talk about. Let's go ahead and start with the movie news. And our first movie news topic is this. Uh, we got a new trailer uh, for the new Pixar film, Luca. Of course, Luca is going to be premiering on Disney Plus on June 18th. Um, and the, the trailer gives us a little glimpse into the story of the film. Um, it almost has... Um, I have the trailer up, uh, and I'm going to play it in a second, but I do want to talk a little bit about this. Um, the trailer almost has kind of like a... Uh, a modern day Little Mermaid vibe to it, where you know these two these two boys who are both uh, sea monsters decide they want to uh, they want to visit the surface. They they want to uh, see the surface level, and um, it it that's it's a very classic kind of uh, it feels very classic, almost Disney, uh, except you know with uh, with an with a little bit of the Italian culture kind of uh, spread throughout the, the film, which will be interesting to see how, you know, we saw what Pixar was able to do with, um, with the, uh, the Mexican culture in Coco. And now we're about to see what they're going to do with Italian, with the, uh, uh, the Italian culture. Uh, so uh, it, it continues this step of Dis of Pixar continuing to diversify across all generations and, Across all races, religions, political views, they they seem to be uh, diversifying more and more and more and more. So now let's go ahead and let's play this trailer. If you guys want to watch the trailer with me, I'm literally at the beginning of the trailer, so I'm gonna push play in three, two, 
and one. Oh, I guess I should take it off of mute. Oh. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna take it off mute. <laughs> See, this all looks looks fantastic, and it, again, very much feels. I and I talked about how it feels like Little Mermaid. It does, like even from the whole, you know, we do not go up to the surface level. Even to that, that's what it feels like. It feels like uh, Little Mermaid, but if it was set in uh, in Italy, you know. <laughs> Streaming on Disney Plus, June eighteenth. Okay, my my computer is glitching, so just gonna exit out of here because it's glitching. Um. So yeah, no, I really did like the trailer a lot. Um, I'm a little bummed out that this is going to be coming out on Disney Plus, um, mainly because I was really looking forward to seeing this in a theater. Um, I really want to see Pixar movies in the theater, um, as they were meant to be seen, not on Disney Plus. I feel like this is a bit of a slap in the face to the to Pixar. Um, you know, with Soul, I understood why they did it. With Soul, I understood why Disney just put it on Disney Plus. Because at the time, the LA and New York markets weren't open. But now, now that we have LA and New York markets open, and now that we're seeing movies like Godzilla vs. Kong making four hundred million dollars and heck Mortal Kombat is doing very good right now. Mortal Kombat's doing very good. You know I do believe Luca could have made some money, but they didn't want that. The Disney just decided, now let's just screw Pixar over and let's put it on Disney Plus instead of doing what we're doing with the rest of our lineup, which is you know, the rest of their lineup, they're putting it both in theaters and on Disney Plus through Premier Access. I mean, you did it with Ryan and the Last Dragon. And that movie made barely made any money. So why why aren't you doing it with Luca? I just don't understand that method. So I I don't understand it, but you know, I again look. I'm not in charge of Disney, so what do I know? Uh, 
But if I was the head of Disney, if I was sitting in Bob Chapek's um, desk, I would have done the same thing with Luca that I did with the rest of the lineup and put it both in theaters and on Disney. And heck, you want to put it up on Disney Plus for free? Fine. Do what HBO Max is doing. Put it up for free. You know? But you cannot treat these movies like this. Like, treat movies like like treat these Pixar movies like this anymore. Because it's a huge slap in the face to that studio who works literally four years on each film having animators working... Sometimes these animators are working on two different projects at once. You know, and it just... I don't know. It is what it is. What do I know? What do I know? Um, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and move to the uh, next topic here. The next topic is this. Um, uh, speaking of Godzilla vs. Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong director Adam Wingard uh, is in talks to direct the next mon- the next film in the MonsterVerse. And uh, one of the rumored titles for this upcoming film is Son of Kong. So... Based on all the rumored titles we have, based on on the rumored title of Sun vs. Kong, it sounds like this might end up being a sequel to uh, Kong Skull Island, or maybe a sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, uh, we now know, because of uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, that Kong now lives in the Hollow Earth. So, if this does end up being a, Kong, uh, a Godzilla... Uh, not a Godzilla, a uh, a Kong sequel. Who who are we gonna see as the villain? Uh, who against? I don't know. All I know is that I am very excited for this because Adam Wingard for me did such a really damn good job with Godzilla versus Kong. Look, Godzilla versus Kong. It is no, it's no Shakespeare. Okay, it's not Shakespeare. It's not Citizen Kane. It's not Casablanca. It's not Gone with the Wind. It is exactly what it set out to be. Just some mindless little movie about two monsters beating the crap out of each other. That's what it set out to do, and that's what it succeeded at. You can poke fun at, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's story was garbage. I hate that storyline. I've seen the movie, I've seen the movie now four times, and I, I've seen the movie four times on HBO Max and three times in theaters. And every time I watch the movie, that Millie Bobby Brown subplot gets worse and worse to me every single time. But, and yeah, the human characters overall are weak, okay? And, you know, they're not good. Everything with the monsters, though? Perfect. Everything with the monsters is perfect. I think it is. You could nitpick at a couple of things when it comes to the monster fights, but... Honestly, it. what else would you want? What else do you want from a movie like that? And Adam Wingard, I felt like, delivered on the promise uh, that Godzilla vs. Kong was going to give us. Um, and honestly, I think Godzilla vs. Kong is... It might just be the best film in the MonsterVerse for me. Um, it might just be the best movie in the MonsterVerse just because it's of how much fun it is. Um so it is exciting to see that Adam Wingard is getting another opportunity to direct this. What I would love, here's what I would love to happen. I would love it if Legendary 
at this year's Comic-Con, maybe at Comic-Con at home, or heck, I know they're going to be doing an actual live Comic-Con event in November. Let's have an, let's have a legendary have their own Hall H panel and give them the Marvel treatment. Let somebody from legendary, whether it's Adam Wingard or Mike Doherty or whoever's running the MonsterVerse, have somebody walk out on stage and go, this is our next slate of films. You know, we got Son of Kong, uh, Godzilla Final Wars, or, you know, Godzilla uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2. You know, like, like, something like that. Like, get the fans excited. Do exactly what Marvel is doing and start announcing your slate. Announce the fact that you have a plan going forward. You know, um... I think the reason why they held off on announcing this is because they wanted to see how well Godzilla vs. Kong did. And now that Godzilla vs. Kong has made $400 million at the box office, they now know, okay, fans are on board, let's make another one. Fans are still on board with us, let's keep making another one. You know? Um... And 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 that's the that is the right approach to making a successful cinematic universe is focusing up on one movie at a time. Don't focus on announcing your next slate before your big movie comes out. You know, that's what Marvel did very smartly with before Avengers Endgame. They didn't wait they didn't announce their phase four slate until after until after Avengers Endgame. Why? One, because they didn't want to spoil Avengers Endgame. But two they wanted to see if the fans would still be on board after Avengers Endgame. So Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, and it makes a billion dollars, and in Kevin Feige's eyes, they're like, okay, the fans are still on board with us. Let's announce this slate. Let's announce this slate of movies. You know? And that's what the MonsterVerse, I think, is doing very well, is that they are not announcing their next film just like that, you know? They are taking it smart, and they're waiting to see how each film does, you know? The only one they didn't do that with is uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, because Godzilla vs. Kong was already in the works when King of the Monsters came out, you know? So, but they did that with... uh, uh, with Godzilla. They wanted to wait and see how Godzilla did. Then they announced Godzilla 2. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Then Kong Skull Island comes out. You know, wait and see how Kong Skull Island does. Then release Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters. You know, two years later, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Right there. You know. Uh, uh, you know. And and Godzilla versus uh Godzilla versus Kong was really the first film in the MonsterVerse where they already had I mean Godzilla King of the Monsters was in development while Kong Skull Island was shooting, but it was not shooting when Kong Skull Island was in production. You know, Kong Skull Island was in production in like twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen, and they ended up uh and they were still developing Godzilla King of the Monsters. So, you know, that's the thing the Monsterverse does very well is that they don't 
they take it one movie at a time and wait and see how each movie does. You know? And I'm telling you what. It's working out for them. Like, it is It is working out for them. So, uh, I'm excited to see what Adam Wingard does next. Uh, I can't wait. Um, very super excited. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. All right, guys. Now that we've uh, gotten that one out of the way, let's move on to the final movie news topic, and that is this. Uh, DC Fandom is going to make its big epic return on October 16th, 2021. So, obviously, DC Fandom uh, happened uh, last summer, uh, around August. And I'm telling you what, guys, I thought it was a great event. I thought DC Fandom was a huge success. It had its issues, and I'm not, and I'm, and I've been very vocal about those issues. Like, I didn't like the Flash panel. Um, I thought the Suicide Squad, other than the the roll call, and other than the um, the the little behind the scenes that they did, I thought the Suicide Squad little panel was lame. Um, let's see, there was another panel that was pretty bad. Um. Oh, the Wonder Woman 1984 panel sucked. That Wonder Woman 1984 panel sucked. Um, but um, everything else was a success. They released the Snyder Cut trailer. No pun intended. They released the uh, the Snyder Cut trailer on that on during that event. They announced Static Shock during that event. Um. And I believe they announced a couple of other projects there too. But they also released the Batman trailer, which got a lot of people talking, which was actually, I think for me, the biggest, it was my, that was my favorite part of the entire event was seeing that Batman trailer, uh, the Matt Reeves Batman trailer. So we're getting another one in, in October. Somebody had asked me when, when this news dropped, Zeke, what do you expect to see from DC Fandom? And I'm going to break down for you guys what I think we're going to see. I'm going to set up here for a little bit. Um, what I believe we're going to see at DC Fandom. So here are some of the things I think we're going to see. Number one, we're going to get a Batman. We're going to get another Batman trailer. And I think we're going to get a full look as to what this movie is really going to be. What is this movie truly about? You know, um, I do think they're going to keep some things a secret, obviously, because they don't want to ruin the surprises. Um, but I do believe we're going to get another trailer that will reveal more. Um, and I think we're going to get an. I think we're going to get an official poster. I do believe we're going to get an official poster for the Batman. And that will be uh that will be pretty exciting to see. Um I think we're gonna get a teaser for um for Black Adam, which also comes out next year. Uh, I think we're gonna get a teaser for that, an early teaser. Um I think we're gonna hear some news about some of the HBO Max shows that they're doing, like Peacemaker. I think we're gonna see some footage from Peacemaker. I believe we're gonna see footage from Oh, um, 
from that Green Lantern show that they announced. Uh, not footage, but we'll probably see some concept art for for that show. Um, I think Walter Humada is going to come out and announce the Justice League movie. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see Walter Humada come out. You know, on his little Zoom camera or however they do it this year. He's gonna come out on his little Zoom camera. He's gonna be like, "By the way, guys, Justice League Two. And I don't think it's gonna be directed by Zack Snyder. I think it will be. It'll, it will. I honestly think if they announce the Justice League Two, it's gonna be the. It's gonna be a sequel to the Justice League version. And by those, and for those of you who don't know what I mean, I mean Joss Whedon's version of Justice League. It's going to be a sequel to that. We're not getting a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League. As much as I would like to see one, we're not going to see it. Okay? Um, because I'm telling you what. I'm part of the hashtag continue the Snyderverse train. I'm part of that train. I would love for them to continue the Snyderverse, but we're not going to get it. They've already announced that Zack Snyder's, that Zack Snyder's DCEU is done. It's wrapped up. It's put in the bow, and it's never gonna. we're never going to go back to that. It's done, okay? Um, so this, I believe, if they announce a Justice League sequel, it's not going to be a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's going to be a sequel to um, the Joss Whedon's uh, version. Um, so there's that. Um, let's see. I think we're going to see some footage from Flash. Uh, now that Flash has just started shooting, um, I do believe we're going to see some footage from Flash. Um, maybe it will include a shot of Michael Keaton's back. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to see that. Um, i trying to think. Um, I think we're going to get some news on what J.J. Abrams' uh, Superman movie is going to be. Because, remember, it was announced long ago. Um, can't remember how long ago it was, but it was announced that J.J. Abrams was going to be working on um, a Superman movie. Now, we still we haven't heard anything since, whether it's going to be a, a sequel to Man of Steel or whether it's going to be a whole new Superman movie. Or maybe it's the Michael B. Jordan one that they announced years uh, that they announced. I, my hope and what I'm hoping for, not not anything against Michael B. Jordan's Superman because I think that would be a great movie. But for my personal taste, I want to see a Henry Cavill Superman movie directed by J.J. Abrams. Because look, J.J. Abrams did a... Look, say what you will about Rise of Skywalker and his first two Star Trek films. I think the dude's a really good director. I didn't like Rise of Skywalker. I hated Rise of Skywalker. You guys know how much I hate that movie. And I did not like his first Star Trek movie. And I didn't like the Mission Impossible movie he directed. But Super 8 proves that J.J. Abrams is a very good director. I love Super 8. In fact, Super 8 is one of my all-time favorite. 
I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's one of my all-time favorites. I still watch it every day. Well, not every day, but I watch it at least once a year. It's a great movie. I love that movie. And if he can bring some of that flair and some of that um, tone to a Superman film, I think we'd get a great movie. I think we would get a very great movie. Um, so I think we're going to hear some news on that. Um, I'm trying to think what else are they going to announce? Um, hmm. maybe, hopefully, maybe, um, You know what I would really like to see? And this will probably never happen. This is just the inner fanboy in me. I would love to see them do a surprise panel and have it be Walter Humada just sits there and is like, by the way, we've announced all this upcoming projects. We announced, we we showed you some footage for Batman. We showed you some footage for for." Uh, we talked about Shazam 2, we talked. To, we showed you some footage for Black Adam, we showed you some footage for Flash, but we do have one more announcement. And then all of a sudden, directed by Ben Affleck, Batman, coming to HBO Max. If that happens, if that announcement is made, you will see me. You will probably hear me on the podcast talking about how badly I pissed my pants. Because are you kidding me? Imagine. And again, it will never happen. That announcement will probably never happen. But if it did, I would be so damn excited. We'd get to see Ben Affleck's vision for his Batman movie. You know, if we got Zack Snyder's vision, let's get Ben Affleck's vision for Batman. Let's see what he wanted to do with it. And I'm telling you, if they announce it, you will see me pissing my... You will probably hear a story about how badly I pissed my pants. You know? I would be excited to see that. So, um, there's that. Um, Um... All right, let's move on to the uh, review segment. Um, we are the movie we're reviewing this week is Mortal Kombat. Now, before we get started, I'm just gonna warn you guys right now. We're gonna get into spoilers from Mortal Kombat. So if you, the movie's been out for a week, you've had a chance to see it. I was gonna do an episode of spoiler, but we're just gonna do the spoilers review now. So if you have not seen Mortal Kombat, just Pause the podcast, uh, skip over to the Q&A segments, uh, come back when you have seen the movie. It's on HBO Max, too. Come back when you've seen the movie, and then we'll, we'll, dis- we'll and then you can hear my thoughts on it. Um, but if you don't care about spoilers, or if you've seen the movie, welcome. So let's talk about Mortal Kombat. All right, guys, now we're getting into spoilers from Mortal Kombat. So, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm going to release a uh, a vlog video where I kind of gave you guys my thoughts, my quick reaction. So you guys are going to see that 
a little too later. <laughs> um, um, well, no, I'm going to put it up before this podcast goes up uh, on Friday. On, well, I'm recording this on Thursday, so by the time it gets to uh, Friday night, you guys will have um, probably watched it by now. Um, so, yeah. Um, I did not like this movie. I hated it. Um, I think to me, it misunderstands for me what Mortal Kombat is. It gets some elements right, but for me, it just completely ignores everything else. For me, Mortal Kombat always felt like it had the, um, I, I always pictured a Mortal Kombat movie having a a Django Unchained vibe. Where it was super violent, super gory, but also had elements of levity, elements of fun and humor. And this movie doesn't have much of that. This movie tries to go in a very serious and darker direction. And for me, I just feel like it felt, um, yes, they have fun with the fatalities and the fatalities are good and the, the fatalities are all right. Um, they're not nearly as violent as the director and writer, uh, promoted that they would be. Um, that was let, a letdown because when they were, they were saying, oh, these, these, uh, the violence in this movie was pushing for an NC-17. I don't get that with this. I honestly, you could have done half the stuff they did in this movie, and you could have done it in a PG thirteen environment. You know, it to me was not that gory. It was not that violent. Um, for me, the violence for me felt like it was straight out of a PG thirteen movie. You know, look look at something like the raid. You know, the raid had this um bit of um of grit to the fighting style. The fighting in that movie had a bit of grit to it. You know? And it wasn't because there was exploding, you know, blood coming out of people's chests. No, 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 no. It's because you were seeing people actually getting hurt. Like punched in the stomach, punched in the chest, um, kicked in the uh in the ribs. You were seeing people getting hurt the way we would get hurt if we got into a fight. And with Mortal Kombat, I did not get that vibe. I got a little bit of it in the beginning, the the first 10 minutes of the film. I got a little bit of that with, you know, the opening scene where, I mean, we're in spoilers, but where, you know, Hanzo is um, defending it is... uh, is fighting off against, um, uh, I'm just going to call him Sub-Zero. He's fighting against Sub-Zero in the beginning. You know, that felt like, oh, there's some, there's some, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I at one point, I remember watching it just going, all right, man, this is going to be pretty cool. This is going to be pretty cool. Two hours later, oh, no. And the minute those first ten minutes end, the movie sucked from that point on. And what in the hell was up with Raiden? Like, Raiden doesn't do shit in this movie. Like, 
I was expecting Raiden to come in like a badass. Like in the last minute. Like maybe like maybe have him in a fight with um um oh what's the big villain's name? I can't remember, but have him come in like a badass just like with lightning coming out of his fingers. Maybe maybe have him do his fatality, like that would have been awesome, right? But no, no, Raiden doesn't do sh- Raiden doesn't do crap in this movie. What does he do? Puts up a force field. Oh yeah, that's all I'm gonna do, and then I'll banish you to the out to outworld at the end. Doesn't do shit. Oh, and by the way, he took he he saved Hanzo's baby. And continue the bloodline. Oh, big whoopity frickin' do. That's such a big deal. And I'm and and speaking of of Hanzo's bloodline, let's talk about Cole for a second. Cole Young is one of the worst characters ever written in film. He's an idiot all all the way through. He's an idiot. Makes every dumb decision possible. Um, and his. His okay, so in the movie they introduce power sets, which has nothing to do with Mortal Kombat lore. You know, they introduce power sets. You know, um, and you know, um, what's his name? Luke King has has fire can can throw fireballs. You know, make this fire uh, that's this fire in the shape of a dragon. You know, um. Uh, you know, Kano gets his his laser eye as a result of that. Um, Jax gets the the actual Jax arms of it. Those were silly and ridiculous, but a part of me kind of was like, okay, I can I can. It's stupid as hell, but I can move on past that. But Cole Young has the stupidest power set. You mean to tell me he tapped into his inner chi and all he gets is a pair of blades on his arm? Really? Like, that's just stupid to me. That was so dumb. Um, And I'm going to tell you what. The fight with Goro. Uh, is that his name? Goro? I can't remember if that's his name or not. The big monster dude with four arms. Can't remember if that's his name. Um, yeah, the fight was better in the '94 version because Goro doesn't do crap here. He's just like B by four. <laughs> He's a little dumb in that one. So, um, so I hated Goro in this movie. Although I will say the way Goro went out in this movie was better than when he went out in because in in the ninety of uh, the '95 version, he gets he gets punched in the balls. And that's how he gets defeated. And in this one, at least they gave him somewhat of a violent death where they actually like cut him open and he starts like his his like um his guts start spilling out. Like that was cool. Like that was kind of cool. But again, it felt very PG thirteen ish. Felt felt very PG thirteen ish to me. Um and let's talk about the shameless freaking ways they try to go, oh, wink, wink, that's from the game. Like, example, when Kung Lao 
um, kills that one person. I can't remember who he kills, but he kills somebody with using his fatality. Kung Lao uses his hat to cut somebody in half, just like he does in the game, in the newer games. And he goes, he just says, he might as well have looked to the camera and said what he just, what he says in the movie. He says, flawless victory. Oh my gosh, we get it. We get it. Oh my gosh. And then the villain goes, you know, instead of saying finish him, he said he he says, finish them. I'm like, oh my gosh, we get it. We get it. Your Mortal Kombat, we get it. The only one that I felt like worked because it sounded badass. And when this moment happened, this is when I sat up in my chair and went, oh boy, here we go. And it's when Sub-Zero is fighting Cole and kicking Cole's ass, by the way. Cole cannot fight worth crap. <laughs> he's kicking Cole's ass. And he's about to kill him. And then all of a sudden, Scorpion uh, uses his chain uh, and grabs Sub-Zero. And the, you hear the Mortal Kombat theme kicking. You know, the bump, 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 you know. And then, <laughs> and then he just yells, Get over here! Yeah, or get over here! Just pulls him in. And I'm telling you what, as soon as he yelled out, get over here, that's when I literally set up and went, oh boy, here we go. Because personally for me, I was bored throughout the movie. I was so bored watching the movie. I'm sitting there watching the movie just like, this is not working for me. This is so boring. I never thought a Mortal Kombat movie could be this boring. And then Scorpion shows up. And when he says get over here. And him and Sub-Zero start fighting. I just about sat up in my seat. And started like just getting into it. I just wish the whole movie was like that. Because I feel like that's the only bit of character. That they implemented. Was the rivalry between. Hanzo and. Uh, Sub-Zero. Like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. That's the only bit of character and story you get in this movie. Everybody, every other character is flat and very one-note. Even the main character. Cole is very one-note. Sonya Blade is very one-note. Jax, one-note. Sub-Zero. You know, again, the 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 back and forth and the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero to me was the best part. And to me, it was that, that was the most interesting story, and I wish the movie was about that rather than this guy who we don't even know, Cole Young. But, but you know, I just wish the movie focused more on the rivalry between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and then maybe tease the Mortal Kombat tournament. And by the way, this movie should not have been called Mortal Kombat because the Mortal Kombat tournament doesn't happen in the movie. Instead, we're going to save the tournament for the next one. Because that's all we do in Hollywood nowadays. All we do is set up sequels. Like, this movie very shamelessly sets up a sequel in the worst ways possible. Not in a fun, creative way like Alita Battle Angel did. And not in the fun, creative way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe does. 
This movie sets up a sequel very just shamelessly. And even at the end where they have the Johnny Cage tease, I didn't care for it. And I remember sitting there going, I don't want to see a sequel to this uh to this shit box. I don't want to see a sequel to this shit box. So those are just my quick thoughts on Mortal Kombat, guys. Um, yeah, wasn't a good movie. And if they do make a sequel, hopefully it, it's better. Hopefully they get a, diff, a better writer and a better director. Um, because this is exactly what I was afraid of. A new writer and a new director. This is what I was scared of. And unfortunately, the movie shows that. So, well, movie wasn't good, but... You know, um, I guess maybe if they make a sequel, hopefully somebody else comes in and makes it the Mortal Kombat that I want to see. So anyway, guys, uh, that will do it for this, uh, for the, for the sport, for the review segment. Um, and now we're going to get into your guys' Q&A questions. Uh, but before we do that, it is time for the normal Zeke said so commercial break. Uh, so sit back, relax. The Zeke Sensor Show will be right back. What is up, guys? It is me, Zeke the Geek here, and I am the host of the best podcast on you on the internet called the Zeke Said So Show. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, then go to the Zeke Said So Show where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, uh, you know, anything, anything and everything. We talk, we talk about it. I'm joined by uh, some guests, including the including Robert the Ghost Rider Martinez and that one kid, or. Whoever want, whoever else wants to be on my podcast, they are welcome to join. I am joined by one guest, or sometimes it will just be me by myself. And you and you guys get to join us as I take your questions. After I talk about three movie news topics, we're talking about all things nerd stuff, nerd related and geek related. So if you are a fan of movies, television, video games, and comic books, and much much more. Go, go start listening to the Zeke Said So Show on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. that is where it can be found. Zeke Said So Show, Anchor Podcast, go check it out. All right, guys, and we are back uh, with uh, the uh, Zeke Said So uh, Show. Uh, let's go ahead and get into your guys' Q&A questions. Um, how do you guys send in the Q&A question? Very, very simple. You guys send them into Instagram or Twitter, and I will uh, pick a couple out. Um, and when it comes to Instagram, guys, uh, just DM me. Uh, just send me a, 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 a DM on Instagram, uh, at Zeke underscore said underscore so. Um, and then on Twitter, same thing. Send me a message. Send me a private message on Twitter. That's how I get most of the questions from Twitter anyway. Um, so let's go ahead and let's uh, let's get into your guys' questions. So first one we got here is... <laughs> okay, first one we got here is... Uh, what, are, what were your thoughts on The Meg? And are you interested to see the sequel? Um, I actually... Look... <laughs> 
the Meg was very much like um, it's very much like Godzilla versus Kong in a lot of ways. It's not Citizen Kane, and it's not trying to be okay, but it is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching the Meg. Um, <laughs> uh, I just remember from majority of that movie, Rain Wilson constantly talking about um, you guys ever watch Shark Tank? You know, or um, just him when he when he goes to battle the Meg and then he just like dies like in like two seconds. It was it was pretty funny, but I honestly thought the Meg was a lot of fun, and I am. Do I want to see a sequel to it? Not really, but would I watch it if if it if it came out? Probably just because I had so much fun with that first one. So um, yeah, so. You know, it is what it is. I actually uh, uh, saw the Meg on um, on my, what was that, 2018? So it was my 19th birthday. I saw that on my 19th uh, birthday. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Me and my friend went to go see that <coughs> uh, uh, just uh, uh, a couple days before my actual birthday on that Friday night. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So... Um, let's see. Just, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this year's Oscars? Uh, terrible. This was a terrible Oscars. Um, as far as winners go, for the most part, it was very spot on. For the most part, the wins were very spot on. But the actual show itself was... It was good for maybe the first half of it, and then the second half just dragged. You know, the in memoriam moved by way too quick. Um, having best actor be last, I thought was a really big mistake. Um, although I understand why they did it because they probably thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win the Oscar, and they probably were going to do this big old thing um, to celebrate Chadwick Boseman. Um, but yeah, no, it was just not, not a good Oscars this year. Um, and I just, um, yeah, I was not, um, yeah, not a big fan of it. So, all right. Do you think DC should hashtag release the air? No, no, I do not. Uh, look. I like David Ayer very much, you know, and David Ayer has also said, this is probably, it, it, it won't happen. D, Warner Brothers is not going to let it happen. And he's right. Warner Brothers will not let it happen. Yeah, they let the Snyder Cut happen. But that was just because it was such a, it wasn't just, it wasn't just the fans who were asking the cast were asking for it. Zack Snyder himself wanted to get it out. You know? David Ayer has said, look, would I like to see it? Cool, sure. But I won't be upset if Warner Brothers decides not to. You know? And he should feel that way. He should feel that way. Because guess what? You, if you want people to know what your vision was, 
just tell them. Just just put out a script. Put out the script. Put the script online. That's what Con- you know. Conj- well, Conjuro didn't put put the episode nine script online, but somebody from Disney, somebody in Hollywood, put that script on Reddit. You know, just David Ayer, just put the script online. Have fans read it. You know. For me, I don't think it will ever happen. It's not going to happen. And I'll, and another reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because of this. Suicide Squad was a big success. Suicide Squad made $700 million. Yeah, over $700 million, Suicide Squad. So, you bet your ass they're not going to release the air cut to Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad was such a huge success. You know? Justice League was not the success Warner Brothers wanted it to be. And I think it was not just the fans who wanted it. I think Warner Brothers also wanted it too because they wanted a Justice League movie to be successful. And look at Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was better received, you know, now, would it have been well received had it come out in 2017? Probably not. It probably would not have been because Warner Brothers probably would have cut it down to two hours. You know? Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next question. Uh, favorite movie about food? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Chef. Chef is for easy. Easy. Easily, my favorite movie about food. For me, um, for me, Chef just isn't just a movie about food. I feel like it's a movie that anybody in any profession can relate with. You know, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a filmmaker, whether you're a film critic or a food or a chef you can relate to that story everybody has worked to get to the top you know for at any profession then they eventually just want to move on and do stuff on their own and chef really is that movie that can literally relate to anybody going through that similar situation you know and one of my favorite scenes in that movie is the scene where he walks in, where John Favreau walks in and rips this food critic to shreds. And <laughs> I, I'm gonna set it. <clears throat> chocolate lava cake is not just undercooked chocolate cake. That's not what makes the center molten. You take a frozen cylinder of ganache and you set it in the ramekin so as the outside cooks fully, the inside becomes molten. It's fucking molten, you see? It's fucking molten, you asshole. <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked, I, I liked that. Uh, <laughs> I love that moment. Um, not just because there is a part of it that is funny, but it's also like it's such a... Um, a downward moment in the film. It happens at such a really important point in the film where everything kind of changes for the main character. And it's just, it's such, 
Oh, Chef is such a great movie. I more people need to watch Chef. More people need to watch that movie. It's so good. Um. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Um. Could we? Uh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> could we ever see a movie based on the twenty sixteen presidential election? <sighs> Look, you guys know I don't talk about politics on the show. However, this is some. This is a. This is not the first time I've heard this. This is not the first time I've heard this talked about. Um, could we ever see a movie based on the 2016, 2016 presidential election? Look, if I'm a studio executive in Hollywood, I'm not greenlighting it. Why am I not greenlighting it? Because it doesn't matter what you do with that movie. You're going to get half the pe- half of the movie going on. Half of the people are going to hate you, and the other half are going to love you. You know, there there's going to be a divisiveness through and through. Because one one of the reasons why that election was so was all over the place was because of how divisive those two candidates were. And how opposite those two were from each other. That's the reason why that election became as controversial as it did. Because of those two. You make a movie where you make Donald Trump look like the bad guy. The Trump supporters will hate you. You make a movie where you make Hillary Clinton look like the bad guy. The Hillary Clinton supporters will 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 hate you. It doesn't matter which direction you go in, half of the audience is going to hate you. So if I'm a studio executive, I'm not greenlighting it. I'm not greenlighting it. Why? Because of that reason in particular. You know, and tell you what, it will probably be a box office bomb. Because, again, it doesn't matter who you make the hero or the villain of that story. Now, we all have an opinion on who can be the hero and the villain of that story. But, again, that all comes down to a political opinion. Then the movie becomes a political opinion and not a movie. You know? And to me, I just don't see that ever happen. Now, who knows? Maybe 20 years from now, they decide to do it. But if I'm a studio executive in Hollywood, I'm not greenlighting it. Because that just, to me, to me, it would not be a movie. It would be a political opinion. It would be a two and a half hour political opinion. That's what it would be. So, um, yeah. Me personally, could we ever see it? Well, we could. But will we ever see it? I don't think we will. I I don't think we will. Um, All right. Uh, Favorite and least favorite movie theater experience? Um, Wow. Mm, I think I've gotten this question before. um, But I'll start with the least favorite movie theater experience just because it's the easiest one for me to talk about. (laughs) 
I'm gonna okay. Sit back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Zeke the Geek's gonna tell you a story. It is the year 2016. I am going with my family to see the Secret Life of Pets. Now, at the time, we were living with uh, our our my great grandmother was living with us. Okay. Uh, and not to get too personal here, but my, my let's just say my grandmother couldn't walk up the stairs. So she, of course, we sat her down um, in the, uh, the 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 handicap seat area. In, in, in some movie theaters have the handicap seating areas. That's where we would always sit her. And I grew up with uh, with brothers and sisters. Not going to be specific on how many, just because of their protection. I don't want to do that. Um, but uh, everyone chose me to go and sit with our grandmother. You know, so so I'm I'm like you know what as as happens all the time. I don't get a choice, so I just go and sit. <laughs> I go and sit next to uh, my grandmother. Um. And all of a sudden, this other family walks in, and the dad is huge. now. Look, I'm a, I'm a fat. I, 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 I don't, I don't like making fun of fat people because I'm, I'm a little fat too. I like having fun with fat people, which is what I'm about to do. Um, I'm a fat guy, but to quote Gabriel Iglesias, "Damn, the big was huge. The dude was huge." Like, like if me and him were in a were in an elevator, I'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, damn!" <laughs> you know. So he walks in, and he sits in the movie theater. Right, sits in the movie theater, and the movie starts, and it's going good for a little bit. The trailers, it's going very good until the first five minutes of the movie. And the dad is just eating the popcorn like this. And and you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, that's really that sounds really bad. It can't possibly get worse, right? Well, you're wrong. It does. Um then he um is a huge mouth breather. And he's breathing like this, and his his he and while he's breathing, he's spitting, and it's slapping and it's hitting me in the back of my head, and I'm basically getting a shower is what I'm getting here, and and you're you're probably sitting at home listening to this podcast going. Zeke, it can't possibly get any worse, right? Well, you're wrong. It does. It gets worse. Then, he gets up and walks. Um, I assume he's going to the bathroom. When he walked by me, that, that theater began to stink. And he smelled like he had... Um, Gone to the bathroom <laughs> in his pants. Um, 
That's what he smelled like. And it was pretty, it, it smelled pretty bad. Um, or maybe he farted. I don't know. Maybe he just took a big fart. I have no idea. Um, but it, all I know is that the smell was horrendous. It was so bad. So bad. Um, so, and also the movie ended up not being that great. Secret Life of Pets is not a great movie. And Secret Life of Pets 2 is just even worse, but that's a whole other story for another time. Um, as far as my favorite movie theater experience... Oh, so that's my least favorite movie theater experience. My favorite one? My favorite one, I think, is... When I went to go see The Dark Knight Rises. Because I, you got to keep in mind, guys. When I went to go see Force Awakens, theater was packed. When I went to go see Avengers Endgame, theater was packed. Avengers Infinity War, theater was packed. But when I went to go see... <laughs> when I went to go see... Uh, Dark Knight Rises. I have never seen a movie more... I've never seen a movie theater more packed than I did Dark Knight Rises. There were people sitting on the floor of the movie theater. You heard me right. Sitting on the floor in the movie theater. And it was the last showing of the day. I went to the to this um, dollar theater which was right near where we lived. We went to this dollar theater and I went with my uh my with two of my brothers. And we went to go see this movie and people were literally sitting on the floor. There were there were people sitting on the floor and so but it wasn't just that that the theater was packed. You just felt the energy in that room. Like when Batman and Bane are fighting for the first time, you felt the energy in that room. You know, when Bane breaks Batman's back, you could hear people going, <gasps> and then when Batman climbs out of the pit, you can, I, I kind of looked around and you could see people doing the little head nod like, yeah. And then when Batman shows up and Bane's like, so you came to die with your city. And then Batman looks at him and goes, No, I came here to stop you. That theater went nuts. And it was like so awesome. It was such a good experience. And then when the movie was over. No, actually, when um the lady at the end goes, uh, looks at George, Joseph Gordon-Levin and goes, You should use your real name. I like that name. Robin, the whole theater went <gasps> like everyone looked at each other, just went, <gasps> we went, it was so exciting. And then the um, <laughs> just just when that movie ended, everyone just cheered, and it was so exciting. It was an experience that I myself will never forget. Never forget that experience. 
I will have so many memories, you know, on the day that I leave this earth. And that will probably still be my favorite memory in my entire life. Was was sitting in that the was sitting in that theater, um, and just and feeling that energy, feeling that because I I didn't get that energy when I saw Avengers in the theater because I mainly because I saw it two weeks after it, it had come out, um. And then, and then, like, there was a couple other movies that I didn't really get that sense, that feeling. I'd never felt that feeling in a movie theater until I saw Dark Knight Rises. Once I saw Dark Knight Rises, it's like that for me, um, very much was that experience uh, um experience it was definitely definitely that um uh that that ex- uh, it, it it was a it was a truly unforgettable experience and i i i'll never forget it never forget it um all right next question uh top 5 favorite trailers of all time uh, that's that's actually pretty easy for me because a couple of them are actually recent. Um, number five, uh, <laughs> number five, I actually have the Suicide Squad trailer, James Gunn's Suicide Squad trailer. I'm telling you, man, I have seen that trailer more than any other trailer that I've watched in my life. I can basically quote that entire thing now. Because for me, I feel like it is everything I wanted James Gunn's Suicide Squad to be. And just a little bit more. I still can't get over the line. You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I had to eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problemo. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? <laughs> I still can't get over how funny that is. And then even, oh my gosh, we gotta freaking kaiju up in this shit. Like, and then the song choice, you know, I don't wanna do your dirty work. Um, that's a it's just perfect song choice. Amazing humor. It, it, it did everything I wanted that trailer to do. It took my excitement level, which was already super high, and it made it even higher. Like, I can't wait to see that. I want this movie to come out now. Like, I want James Gunn's Suicide Squad to come out tomorrow. That's what I want. Um, so anyway. Uh, so that's number five. Number four is the... Uh, is the um, <laughs> And this is going to be a little, con- uh, maybe a little controversial. I don't know, but it's the second trailer for Star Wars: The Lo- The Last Jedi. That that trailer that we got before the tickets went on sale. Look, say what you want about the movie. That trailer was amazing. Starting off with, you know, um, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. And then just, you know, cutting to Ben Solo and, like, 
you see that shot of him almost pushing the 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 trigger to uh, shoot Princess Leia uh, to, or General Leia. That was a wonderful moment. But then in the trailer, the way it climaxes just bum 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 bum, and like with Snoke going fulfilled your. Destiny. Dun, dun, dun. And then the ending of that trailer going, I need someone to show me my place in all this. And then the hand coming out, and then Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I'm telling you, when I saw that trailer for the first time, I jumped up and freaked out. It was, it, it made me excited for the movie. Like, it was a great trailer. Look, say what you want about the movie. You may hate the movie, you may love the movie, and I happen to love the movie, but that trailer alone was great. So there's that. My third favorite trailer of all time. Um <laughs> is uh honestly, it's actually the teaser trailer for Toy Story 3. That teaser trailer for Toy Story 3 was pretty funny. Um, actually, I'm going to actually look it up here. Um, I got my tablet here. Maybe I'll, I'll look it up on my tablet. My computer is acting too slow. Um, uh, toy, oh, toy Story 3. Uh, teaser trailer. No, no, no. I'm stupid. I can't spell apparently. Teaser, teaser. All right. the The teaser trailer for this for me was amazing. And again, this is for Toy Story three, not Toy Story four. Toy Story three, the third film. I remember seeing this this teaser when I was in school and getting so excited over it. came up on the screen june 18 2010 i remember thinking oh my gosh i have to wait so long to see the next movie because you have to keep in mind 
Toy Story 2 came out in 1999. First of all, the year I was born. Um, and my entire life, I went without seeing a new, you know, Toy Story 3 did not come out until 10 years into my life, 11 years into my life, you know? I was 11, well, I was about to turn 11 when that third Toy Story film came out. And it was, I I was so excited after that teaser came out. So number five, I got James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Number four, I have, oh, what was the fourth one? Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number three, I have Toy Story 3. Number two, I have the uh, second trailer for Avengers Infinity War. There is no other trailer that I have seen that perfectly for me gives you a, like that perfectly for me sums up the movie. And I think this might come from the fact that now that I know what the movie is, now that I watched, I watched the trailer now and get a really good feel for it. Cause the way that second trailer starts, it starts with Gamora setting up the stakes. If he gets all six infinity stones, he can, he can uh, do it with the snap of his fingers, just like that. And then it starts out with the Avengers being like, yay, Avengers, they're assembling, yay, they're flying up. You know, Iron Man flies up with his little booster rockets, and it starts out all fun, right? And then all of a sudden, as, as soon as uh, Thanos says, when I'm done, half of humanity will still, will still be alive. And... Then it then it basically does exactly what the movie does. The movie, yes, set up the stakes in the beginning, but then you get to see the Avengers assembling, and you, for a majority of that movie, think the Avengers might actually pull this off. And then halfway through the movie, it takes a completely different direction. And that's what that trailer did. In just two minutes, that trailer summed up the movie. And it's funny because we didn't even know it. <laughs> and that final shot of Cap holding the gauntlet, like just holding Thanos, uh, uh, holding Thanos back while Thanos is trying to get go get to him, was also really great. I remember standing up and saying, "What the f?" when that happened. Um, so yeah, no, it was that. That was my second favorite trailer of all time. My number one favorite trailer of all time. And it's funny thinking that this is my number one favorite trailer of all time, considering that this is my least favorite movie of all time. But it's the teaser for M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. That teaser trailer, look, I hate the movie. You guys know I hate the movie. I hate it with a burning passion. Like, anytime somebody brings up that movie, I am angry. But that teaser trailer, the little kid in me, when I was, I can't even remember how old I was. I No, I was 10 years old when that trailer dropped. It was just like Toy Story 3. It dropped the same year as Toy Story 3 because it was coming out the same year as Toy Story 3. When I saw that teaser, I saw this kid waving around a stick and I'm like, what, is this another Harry Potter thing? If it is, I'm not that interested. Then he starts airbending. I'm like, wait, what? No. 
And then he removes the hood and you see the arrow. And I'm like, <gasps> and I lost my mind. I was so excited. And it, and it was with that teaser, that teaser made it my number one most anticipated film of that year. I was so excited. My mind and body were not ready. They, they, I couldn't wait. Like I was like, I, I just kept saying every day, when is la when can I watch Last Airbender? When can I watch the Last Airbender? When can I watch the Last Airbender? I was so excited for the movie. Then I saw the movie, and it sucked. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, but. Just talking about the teaser trailer, it is my number one favorite trailer of all time. It is. Just plain and simple. It is my favorite trailer of all time. Because for me, just based on how excited I got when I saw that trailer for the first time, it I I I can never forget about that. I'll never forget about that. And yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, we still got three more questions to go, and uh, we, we're gonna have to rapid fire these uh, last uh, these last three. Um, okay, uh, what upcoming Disney live action remake are you excited for? Um, I'm really interested to see um, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy because it's gonna be directed by Peter Low uh, Lowry, who did uh, Pete's the the most recent Pete's Dragon, and. Look, I know a lot of people didn't like that Peach Dragon remake. I thought it was actually pretty cute. I thought it was a nice little movie. It wasn't great, but I thought it was a nice little movie. And I think it is the better of the Disney remakes. Um, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do with uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, and I'm telling you what, the more I see from Cruella, I'm actually getting more and more interested in uh, Cruella. Just the look and feel of that movie. I honestly am getting a really nice little um, feel from the movie. And I can't wait. Uh, how many scripts do you think you have? How many scripts do you think you have written? I have written two short films and three feature scripts. Yeah, three feature feature scripts. Um, and I'm actually going to be writing um, another short film uh, pretty soon here. Um, but as far as how many scripts I've written, uh, let's see, three, three features, two shorts. I've written about five, about five scripts. Um, the three feature scripts, I'm not really putting a lot of attention to just because um, they would be too expensive to make. <coughs> they'd just be way too expensive to make. Um, and since I don't have that kind of money, I'm just putting all the attention on doing small short films, uh, movies that I can make for basically no money. You know, that's, that's basically how I'm going with this. Um, all right. Uh, and the final question, Zeke, when are you going to make your big announcement? Um, I'll tell you when in June. Yeah. more uh, in June, I'll announce a specific date as to when. Um, but yeah, no, that announcement will come in June. Um, because we're still, I'm still working something out. I'm still working out how I want to make this announcement. 
But I'm telling you guys, I can't wait to share more. I can't wait to share information with you on what we've been, what I've been working on. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. All, I, all I'll tell you is this. It does have something to do with Zeke Said So Pictures. That is all I will say. All I will say. Um, but I'm very excited to make this announcement, and uh, it will be announced in June. But anyway, guys, that will do it for this week's episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you guys go check out all the other great stuff we got on the podcast feed. Um, I, by the time this podcast goes up, there will be a new video on the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. It, it is my uh, behind the it is behind the Zeke. Uh, is back and uh, and it you're you're gonna see me going to the theater to see Mortal Kombat and you'll get my quick instant reaction. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.